Welcome to The Art Career, a space breaking barriers by letting you sit in on candid, straightforward conversations with leading art professionals in visual arts, writing, music, theater, and film. I'm your host, Emily McElreath, and I invite you to join me for inspirational conversations with icons of our generation. We dive deep into topics like self-development, career trajectories, mental health, social justice, and the artists that have changed our lives. With each episode, our mission is to empower you, expanding your journey through the arts. Join us for new episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. The Art Career is thrilled to announce its partnership with Glimpse. Glimpse Guides are a collection of luxury guidebooks with an outstanding social mission we are proud to support. Featuring the best of hotels, restaurants, activities, and itineraries, For each featured city, Glimpse Guides also include recommendations and travel tips by a curated selection of tastemakers. The most exciting part of Glimpse Guides is 100% of their profits go to Give a Glimpse, which provides funding for educational travel scholarships for underserved students. What is better than that? Glimpse believe that travel is the most important form of education, and it is their mission to send as many deserving students abroad as possible. Glimpse also offers luxury trip design services with VIP perks like early check-in, room upgrades, restaurant and spa credits, welcome gifts, and more. Glimpse has quickly become our one and only travel planner. Go check them out at glimpseguides.com. And tell founder Jordan Rhodes that the Art Career Podcast sent you. This past September, I was invited by New York Studio School, who, as you know, has generously sponsored season four of the Art Career Podcast, to host a talk with Ukrainian-born Ala Broksmith and Stella Hayes. Alla and Stella are sisters. Alla is a painter and Stella is a poet. I had the extraordinary pleasure of sitting down with these two interesting women whose stories continue to amaze me. What you're about to hear is from a live event in a large space at the New York Studio School. So please understand that the audio is going to sound a bit different than it usually does. Stella Hayes is the author of the poetry collection The Weighted, Weighted Down World, 24, and One Strange Country, 20. She grew up in Brovery, a suburb outside of Kiev, Ukraine, and Los Angeles. She earned a creative writing degree at the University of Southern California, where she studied with poet David St. John. She holds an MFA in poetry from NYU. Her work has been nominated for the Best of the Net and the Pushcard Prize and has appeared in Four-Way Review, Tupelo Quarterly, Poet Lore, and The Recluse, among others. She served as assistant fiction editor at Washington Square Review and Poetry Editor from 2022 to 2023. Ala Broksmith was born in the Ukraine. Her childhood memories growing up in Kiev have always played a strong role in her art. 
After emigrating from the Soviet Union, she began to approach art more deliberately, first practicing life drawing and then enrolling in formal art training at the Parsons School of Design in New York City. Alla received her master's from the New York Studio School in 2017 and is currently studying at the Slade School of Fine Art. Alla also frequently takes classes at New York Studio School and is one of their trustees. Welcome. I'm so glad to see such a wonderful turnout of all of our people are here, and it's fantastic. I'm really proud to be here. I'm really excited to be sitting with Ala and Stella. Um, I've come to know them. Ala, for the past six months, and Stella, we've just recently met. I just want to thank New York Studio School for having us be in the back. Uh, really, it was all hands on deck getting ready for this. And my wonderful editor, Ben, that helps me with the podcast. New York Studio School has recently uh, co-sponsored the Art Career Podcast, which is very exciting. So Ala and I both have a tie to this wonderful institution. So this is an especially exciting conversation for me. My master's was in contemporary art criticism, but because I was so passionate about poetry and I had stayed at the same institution for graduate school as I was for undergraduate school, and the program was so new, they allowed me to incorporate poetry in my master's thesis. So this marriage of these two beautiful art forms has always been very close to my heart, and this is a really exciting thing to get to know both you ladies in that way. So I kind of just want to start, I know that the New York Studio School has been a really special place for you, and can you talk a little bit about that and and why it's been so important in your life? That's right, Emily. It's um, a place where I ended up moving from London under some unfortunate circumstances and just came into the school in 2014. Um, and this is the very room where I took my interview to enter the MFA program. In this room? In this very room, in fact, the people who interviewed me, some of them are here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. And it's given me an incredible place to feel safe in New York. And it's carried me through till today. Um, we've taken a lot of, I've taken a lot of critiques in this room too. So now it's great to see my art in it back. Yeah, I um, will get to these paintings in a little bit. I'm very proud of them for you. Uh, I want to just back up a little bit. We don't have to go into depth about your childhood and where you grew up, but I think it's certainly important to touch upon that and talk a little bit about how that has affected your work and and moved your work forward. It's inevitable, right? I mean, all of our childhoods, but you yours was especially unique in some ways. Can you share a little? It um, it carries the childhood memories still carry me through today's paintings. 
when I was growing up, my grandparents lived in Kiev, a neighborhood that was sprinkled with churches. Literally every block was a church. And most of them were closed because Soviet regime didn't uh, allow religion. And besides that, we were Jewish, so I ended up going to those churches when the, uh, when the doors would open. The doors would open for deliveries because they were used as storage facilities. But once you got in there, the frescoes, the crumbling frescoes were spectacular and I still to this day feel the wonder when I paint coming from that one sensation. And what I thought that we've talked a little bit about, you had this, there was this concept of the forbidden at such a young age for you, right? I mean, those of us who grew up here uh, really don't understand that concept, but their religion was not being practiced, and you were walking into these churches where you probably weren't supposed to be, and to this day, in your artwork, you see the influences of that, and it's, again, this concept of the forbidden is something that is so interesting to me about your work and your childhood. That's right. You mentioned this, and I never realized that I knew at age five, six, seven that it wasn't where I was supposed to be. In fact, my grandparents never found out that I was in church for hours and hours while they were looking for me all over the neighborhood. So, yeah, it was um, a sneaky act that taught me this value, this, this literacy, uh, visual literacy, you would say. Yeah, I love that. The visual literacy started in these churches. Right. At four or five years old. Well, a little older, I assume. Okay. <laughs> Maybe five, six, seven. Still yeah. very young. Yeah. So I had the pleasure of meeting Ala at Tasha Wright's art opening. That's right. Um, and, and we have become friends and worked together recently, and I have seen incredible growth in your work, especially over the past six months. What we have here, these four panels you see, those of you who know Ala know that she spends a lot of time in Maine. And Brooklyn, Maine? That's right. Brooklyn, Maine. And I want to just like bring up this concept of the exploration of a landscape and how common in art history this concept is. Whether you're talking about Monet, Katz, right? You have all of these artists who have concentrated on one, one landscape and really studied it for an extended period of time. And what happened this summer with Ala is she decided, you know, I, I do not think you knew moving into the summer that you would really be looking at one view all summer and painting that. And the importance of doing something like that in, in any field, right? Sticking with one thing and practicing and practicing and practicing, and you almost create these notes, right? This outline of a larger structure. And it was fascinating 
to me to, to watch this. And these four panels are kind of, I believe I got this right, this was one of the first. And it slowly moves. There were many of them. It moves to, obviously, an almost completely abstracted landscape, which was Ala really stepping out of her comfort zone, right? That's right. Ala is, I think, way more educated than me in the history of art, and you, you pull from so many influences. Um, I had been to Paris um, last February, and there was a show of Monet and John Mitchell together at the Vuitton Foundation that um, just really influenced me in the minute I saw it, um, how they were a cent uh, almost a century apart, I suppose, mm -hmm. and uh, the work flew from one to another, and how John Mitchell could pick up what we all know, we think we know so well, the, the Javarni, the, the gardens, the lake. But she, she, the way she's taking landscape on was just um, uh, fascinating for me. And I've taken that and brought it to this very school where Graham Nixon Ardeen um, was giving a marathon, which is intense workshop for two weeks. Uh, we all went to Westbury, Old Westbury Gardens, and there I uh, started doing landscape from observation, which I haven't done in a few years. Everything has been happening in my own studio, like a laboratory, which is great. But this was mm -hmm. looking at the nature and painting it openly and directly. That was when I decided to go on with this. and. When I came to Maine this year, this summer, where I, we're summer every year, we have a view that in the family will call iconic view, and uh, it turned out I couldn't stop painting this one view. So I made like 35 paintings. I started with smaller and all sorts of different notes, and, and then um, and at the end, it, it just became a sensation. I painted under one light, under one sensation. The one artist who, for me, was the iconic uh, landscape in Maine and still does at his age of 96 or maybe 96. Is 90. he 96? That's right. And um, I had a book, happened to have a book in Maine, and I just cats. kind of... we're talking about cats. Alex Cats. Yes. Sorry. Um, and this one book, it just became my Bible for the whole summer. I just really kept on flipping from page to page and, and never realized how deeply he had explored his landscape. I have a quote from Katz that I'd like to share that I think is really beautiful and appropriate for this discussion and the summer that Allah had painting. He says, eternity exists in minutes of absolute awareness. Painting, when successful, seems to be a synthetic reflection of this condition. To be aware, I don't believe one has to deny any previous experience, yet to believe in past experiences to the exclusion of the present is to miss a possibility of being alive for a couple of minutes. And Allah actually introduced me to that quote 
And I think it's just, it's so appropriate and so special. And I believe that most artists, when they paint, they just exist in one, just one minute and one sensation comes through and it's worth it, worth of painting for years and years, decades, just for that one moment. And I like, you know, we're going to now move on to this wonderful little book. You know, Allah will, will tell the story ab about what this book is, but it's a similar concept of an exploration, an exploration in a moment in time, right? To stay with one subject matter, whether it's a person or a place, for an extended period of time. Um, and I, I really love this concept. And at this point, we're also going to move to Stella and learn a little bit about you. But first, before, I want to kind of root us in what this book is. Tell us briefly, so we're moving away from Maine now and we're going to Paris. How many years ago? Same year, this is the year February, the same day okay. that I went to see um, Joan Mitchell. Oh, what you were just talking about, it was all that same day. It was all okay. the same day, and so I've done all my rounds um, in all the museums and foundations and came for lunch um, to the Hotel Coast, and there was a bus girl, um, and she kept on moving around tables, and I had my watercolors, and I decided to just watch her. Something happened, my hands started sketching her, um, and I just keep on sketching her. Um, and this is the book from that one afternoon. So it was one afternoon sitting in the courtyard watching this young woman who was bussing tables. Right. And this beautiful, which you'll see in the back there, Framed and the first time I walked into Allah's studio, my eyes darted directly to these very simple yet complicated and beautiful watercolors. Um, I really fell in love with them. And when I found out it was, they were all of the same person and they were so different and they were all from the same day. I just really fell in love with that series of works, so I'm thrilled. Now, Stella, this is where you come in. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about your poetry journey thus far before we kind of get into the book? Sure. I just wanted to say it's wonderful to hear my sister talk about art and her thoughts in this forum. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, so um, our mother is a literary person, a wonderful, brilliant orator, and uh, she was always reading something, and it was just like in the air, uh -huh. and that was very influential. So when I went to college at USC, I knew that the only thing that I could study was poetry. So I got a degree in English with a concentration in poetry, and again, I studied with David St. John, who was uh, a godson at the time. And so some time went by, I went into business and, you know, commerce and had children and uh, before that got married to Dade, who's right there. <laughs> and um, about 15 years ago, I, I returned to writing seriously, um, pretty, 
just every day without just having having my thought, you know, putting my thoughts down in in poetic lines and restricted lines. It was very exciting for me. Um, yeah, I, you know, again, poetry is something that I love so much, and I was right. thrilled when Allah introduced me to you, and especially what you just said, that you then returned to writing. You know, you took a break and then came back to it, and how much forward momentum you've had since that return. Right, and I also wanted to say the reason I took a break is that I didn't feel that I had sort of the right to be creative because as an immigrant, because as an immigrant, it's something that is is not encouraged. It's discouraged. You had to sort of assimilate and become... You know, you had to create a world for yourself from nothing. Because when our parents left, they left with nothing. So um, I don't know how, and I don't know how Olive feels, but it took us a long time to to become to become who we are. Uh, David Saint John, I'm uh, sorry, Roth Angel, a wonderful poet who died in 2020, always said, "You become who you are," and it's such a wonderful thing. You're sort of like always your life's journey is to go to what you are. Um, and so it's very exciting for me to be here. I've spent so uh, countless days in this in in this beautiful building with Allah. Allah would always invite me over, and I would, you know, she would be painting, and I would be just, I would be writing because I was so so um, inspired by this building. I also am inspired by art, and I'm inspired by my sister. I'm inspired by her work, and it's amazing that you invited me to collaborate with you. This is not our first collaboration, not our last. I hope, um, and it's really, really endearing uh, that she invited me to to react to her work poetically. And I think you kind of just answered. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna move to Ukraine and talk about how it's affected your work, but I think this concept that you were, ju- you just spoke so beautifully to this idea of what were the words you used not feeling like you had the right permission to create a life of art build a life of art and my god we could unpack this concept as I mean I could I could talk about this for hours as people who came from Ukraine as women, right? I mean, this whole, we were talking the other day in preparation, you know, how often, just as women, we dumb ourselves down and say, well, I did this, but it's not that big of a deal, you know? I'm constantly like, well, you know, I, I got this prep, but like, yeah, it's just like a small magazine. It's not that big of a deal. And we talk about this all the time because you do it all the time. Stella, you do it. And my God, we need to stop doing it. And and look at you two. You know, you've given yourself permission to create these expansive universes filled with art and people that love art and that appreciation. So... Yeah, that's a really beautiful thing. It's also a very beautiful thing how much you love your sister. You know? Um, Everyone in this room knows that. Yeah, that's... um, (laughs) Yeah, I know that. And you two speak so fondly of one another. And 
this is a, a just a very special collaboration. Um, with your permission, Stella, I would love to read the poem, read the book. I'm going to let you read the line in French, if that's okay, Stella. So I don't read French. Maybe my husband should. I'm not going to horribly botch it. Okay. So, yeah, this the cover image I just loved so much. I want it in my home. They're all framed back there, and I might steal this one. Okay. Uh, this is in memory of Jane Murray Brooksmith, my forever muse, who played a very special role in Allah's life, um, as many of you know, for several reasons. She was also a poet. She has about two books. That's so beautiful. I wish I had anyone artistic in my family. You guys are so lucky. It's such a wonderful thing. Okay, artwork by Ala Brooksmith, poetry by Stella Hayes. Um, and this map, this was the courtyard in Paris. I don't know if any of you are familiar. Whenever I, when I learned this, any of you are familiar with uh, surrealist literature, uh, Andre Breton, uh, this day that Allah had in Paris really brought me back to graduate school. You know, it was, it was so, and so we included this really fun little map of where she was. Her back to me in relief my face behind her, our shadow, and art. It could be a representation of me, her, womankind, or just the back of Anonymous. Once upon a life. Today, the side of a foundational figure. Blue for someone, a distortion. Happiness, sometimes. Ceci n'est pas une femme. The cross feet, irrefutable. Maybe a face of herself, someone she loves and would inhabit. Deciduous layers, lines figured in the moment. Oh, it's quite beautiful, and, you know, I want to... Thank you again. You know, talks like this for me, I always like to consolidate them and talk about the most important aspects of the story. And I think, you know, I could sit here with you two brilliant women and, you know, unpack your childhoods, unpack what you've both been through unpack your story, Allah, but we're not going to do that. What I see are two brilliant, strong, fighting women that have created really, really incredible art throughout their life. And I'm thrilled to have you in my life and now you in my life, Stella. So thank you very much for being here. The Art Career is thrilled to announce its sponsorship from the New York Studio School for season four. 
Founded in 1964 as an intensive studio arts program with an emphasis on perception, artists learning from artists, and drawing as the most direct means of describing one's ideas or experiences, the Studio School offers an array of full-time and part-time programs that prioritize small classes and individual guidance from dedicated instructors distinguished in their fields. It is located in the heart of Greenwich Village in a national historic landmark building that was once home to the original Whitney Museum of American Art. The school invites you to join its free public programming, including the evening lecture series, which for more than half a century has been a cornerstone of the New York City art world and can now be experienced worldwide via live streaming. Visit nyss.org to enroll in classes, see what's on in the gallery, register for evening classes, and more. To learn more about full-time study at New York Studio School, schedule an in-person tour or a virtual meeting by emailing info at newyorkstudioschool.org. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Art Career. If you get value from this podcast, please consider helping me make more of these episodes by becoming an Art Career Premium member at theartcareer.supercast.com. That's theartcareer.supercast.com. S-U-P-E-R-C-A-S-T dot com. And please don't forget to rate and review. Every rating counts. Thanks so much.